Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to tarantes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, everybody in podcast land. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I'm one third of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Vice President Big Knees, a.k.a. Nigamort, a.k.a. Say No to Coworkers. And I'm joined by... What's up, y'all? This is Curtis the Menace. AKA striving for 65% or more. AKA Trillificent on all social media. Our sister and Candace is still on her break, but we do have a return guest in her stead. The return of the trophy wife, 24 karat black girl magic. Ah, thank you. Lexi. Lexi. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) I feel so welcome back. (laughs) When you do friendship correctly, when when you do VIP, (laughs) hello. Shakespeare who? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you for joining us. I'm thank I'm excited to I'm excited to be back. It's like been long overdue, I feel like. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Right? The people need to hear your voice. They need to hear your shenanigans, right? <laughs> I thought about that last week. I was like, who haven't we heard from in a long see where the fuck Lexi been? <laughs> Phaedra, they was planning the blow. What a way to start the show. Yes, let's get to it. (laughs) First and foremost, um, use the hashtag Ratchet Ramblings Pod as usual when you listen and tweet about the show so we can see what you guys have to say. You can do that on Instagram, on Facebook, or on Twitter. The Instagram is at Ratchet Ramblings. The Twitter is at Ratchet Rambling with no S on the end. And the Facebook page is facebook.com slash Ratchet Ramblings. And I believe we have a Stitcher review to read, so I will throw it to my co-host, Jeremy. Correct. Um, You can leave ratings and reviews for us however you listen to your podcast through your podcast listening device and there are so many ways to hear um these ratchet ramblers and this um this niggardry which is really black excellence i mean you we 
we know why y'all here. Um, and yeah, so we have a new review to, um, from from Stitcher, and I think uh, Stitcher is one of those ones where you have to like leave a review and it has to be approved, and they have to send you an email confirmation that your shit got approved. So it's a, Stitcher, get y'all shit together because that's too much damn work. But <clears throat> but we appreciate the, um, the love, and this review is from uh, Misha, um, and it is five stars and it is titled my recommended dose of ratchet tv comedy <clears throat> i love seeing a new episode of ratchet ramblings pop up in my stitcher app every episode is full of hilarious recaps and dragons of my favorite reality shows some of the shows discussed i don't even watch but the commentary is enough to entertain when candace puts on her dragon pantaloons i get my life jeremy always sounds like a pop full of neck bones and i love him for it <laughs> you're welcome uh, Curtis is an amazing addition to round out the trifecta of trash TV reviewers. Uh, a special shout out goes to London, my favorite podcast, Hype Baby. Come on, Blue Ivy of Ratchet Ramblings. Give her her roses. Yes, yes, we, we stand. Uh, everyone brings something special to the show, and I have often been brought to tears, to the point of tears with laughter. Thanks for the laughs and hashtag content. And thank, thank you, you for that. that. Yes, thank you for that wonderful review. Um, yeah. I feel like in honor of that amazing review, we should just get right to it. Yeah, let's just get right to the food. Right? Okay, um, so <laughs> because things were a little bit light for us because we dropped a show, we decided to give you guys a special treat, and we are going to review the last two episodes of Braxton Family Values when they brought in um, Chain Chant Van Zant Rhonda to try to help them work through their issues. Mm. So, episode 15, <clears throat> Hot Bed of Crazy. First of all, that shade. Yes. Yes. Um, we know she will see it. Yes. Yes. Second of all, the way Iyanla waddled into <laughs> the room, <laughs> I was man down. <laughs> I don't know why, because I, 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 rec I recognize that. Uh, Iyanla is no spring chicken, but it still took me down. I don't know why. I don't know why. It reminded me of like a mini game in Mario Party. You know what? That is accurate. Oh, yeah. yeah, like one of those one of those ice mini games where they turned into penguins and was waddling right. the race to the finish. Okay. That's what it reminded me of. Right. Or when they do that characterization of Bowser when his legs too short. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Bowser suit. <laughs> So he got to like waddle to get that big ass shell around. Yes. Anyway. I'm dead. Anyway, so they all showed up standoffish as hell. Mm. Um, also, yeah. Trino is looking a hot mess. I mm, mm, good look. I don't know what she what kind of transition you're going through, but <laughs> may you be like a phoenix and come out of the ashes because bitch, you look the fuck terrible right now. <laughs> She looked like, she was up there looking like uh <clears throat> looking like one of them leftover uh fox costumes from like the X-Men or some shit. She was looking like she auditioned for Napoli ever after and cut her hair. All right. <laughs> it shouldn't have. This is why we can't have nice things. Like well, here she looked like she didn't have nice things. <laughs> I know. Braxton ever after. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Um, Tracy was over it as soon as she sat down. She was she was not feeling it. I don't really blame her. 
<laughs> um, Mama Evelyn had exactly no time for Iyanla from the beginning. Yeah, she was she like, was, "You don't need no it. commitment from me." <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, right, ooh, feisty." <laughs> right, that's the that was that um that was that old church that old church mother feisting is there. Okay, that was one, exactly. That's one of them old hen fights. Right. <laughs> Emphasis on the hen. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. So there were a few things that stood out to me, but like I said, the good stuff was in the next episode, so we'll get through this pretty quickly. Um, but when Iyanla basically had Tony admit that she's kind of always been disappointed in who Tamar is as a person with her big personality, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's and she said it herself, and I thought she was like, "That's not a nice thing to feel." And I was like, "Girl, <laughs> you basically was like, I don't fuck with my baby sister because she trash, <laughs> and she always been trash." <laughs> no, that's not nice, <laughs> Tony. Girl, <laughs> what is, baby? What you doing, Tony? What is? I mean, she was walking in her truth, but goddamn, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we, um, mm. I mean, Tamar is animated, yeah, but I. Was... I I could see being able to handle that better if she if I had been around her since birth. Yeah. And she had always been like that. I could see it. But she would have been more conditioned to it. But right. But from the outside looking in, everybody be like, bitch, you need to simmer down. She's like, girl, shut up. That too, as well. Shutting up is free. It's it's delicious and nutritious. Right. All that neck rolling and all that shit she doing with her head. And you see she feeling herself even more now that she don't have no hair. But she's just so extra, like, and I'm all for a person being themselves, like, all the time. Like, be you if that's who you are. But I just feel like she's putting on a character of herself, a character. Herself, like, you know, who, you know who it remind me of? And we talked about this a little yeah. bit. You know, it remind me of, uh, and we could, and Curtis touched on it uh, this a bit last week. It remind me of Mariah on Marriage Medicine, where it's like Mariah, yeah. crazy bitch, but it's like she put on even more yes. when the cameras are on. Oh, yeah, you know that shit is. Oh, mad. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, tone it down some. Like, because maybe because we're such like good readers of like people and their characters, it's just like it doesn't even seem genuine at this point. It's just like, Mm. Say you're doing this so you can get like an extra G in your paycheck, but like, right. just uh, it's so cringeworthy sometimes too. Because it's like, I know damn well you ain't carrying on like this in your everyday life when you go out. I just know this. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that's exhausting. It mm-hmm. is. Now I will say on the flip side of that. I don't believe that that's true for Heavenly because her family be looking old. No, yeah. no. Don't yeah. get me yeah. started on that old. We'll get there. We're, we're wrong show. We'll get there. We'll get there. Wait. So, oh. a few other things from this episode. Um, when they were talking about incomplete conversations, what really stood out to me is when Iyanla, and let me say this I don't subscribe to Iyanla. I don't feel like she's qualified to do the things that she does. Like, I'm not saying that she can't be a life coach, but the depths that she goes to, I don't feel like she's equipped to handle it when she takes people to those depths of their emotions and feelings. She has Twitter nigga psychology 101. Right. So I really hope that like a licensed therapist, a psychiatrist is coming in after her to clean up. (laughs) But from what we've heard about people who've been on the show, 
I don't think that that's the case. Right. So I'll issue a good luck, everybody. Nobody like me, Phoenix. It's still, still being bankruptcy. Okay. <laughs> still out here just a hot mess. I bet you that man who had them 36 kids probably still out here having <laughs> kids. Right. And them damn Barbie dolls. <laughs> he probably triggered, <laughs> and triggered every time he go down the toy aisle, see all them goddamn dolls. Um, but yeah, so they did say something good about the incomplete conversations when she was like, you don't say what you feel and what you want, but then you get mad when you don't get it. Right. And the reason why that stu- stood out to me is because I feel like a lot of people are guilty of that. I feel mm-hmm. like even we could be honest or I can be, let me speak for myself. I can be honest and say that I've been guilty of that myself sometimes. Like sometimes you want people to, to anticipate your needs so badly that you get into this this cycle of not speaking up and telling people what it is that you need. Like I remember talking about it with my therapist once, like feeling like, okay, I I want my friends to kind of just know what's going on with me and how to deal with me without opening my mouth. And I had to look back on that and be like, that sound the fuck stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Like nobody's a mind reader. Most of my friends don't even live in the same city. So it's just, there's a lot of barriers. Nobody is Professor X or, or Jean Grey in this bitch. Like open up your black ass mouth and, and, and let people know what you need. So I thought that stood out. That was a pretty good point. Uh, yeah, what else? I agree. I feel like most people can relate to that. See, sometimes it's not necessarily Rhonda, because, but sometimes. Off, off hand, off brand, some good reflective things can come from her carrying on. Right. You know what they say. A broken yeah. clock is right twice right, a day. Right, twice a day. Right. So I'll give her that. Um, what else stood out to me? Uh, Mama Evelyn, she was mm. determined, at, in this episode anyway, she was determined. She said, I'm not taking the blame for these little girl shit. You got me fucked up. Yeah. Um, and then the part where Ayanla was like, Tell me what the Braxton family values are. And she started mm-hmm. writing that shit down. And I was like, <laughs> Y'all don't actually know what y'all values are. <laughs> because if that shit didn't feel like regurgitated schoolhouse rock, <laughs> I was conjunction, like, junction, what's your function? And all of it was common sense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and this, so y'all got the nerve to not really have no values. Some shit that you would see on a goddamn fortune cookie. Right. The shit that y'all came up with was common sense and y'all don't even practice that. <laughs> I can see why y'all was looking like, no wonder y'all fucked up. <laughs> make it make sense. Make it make sense. Mm. Um, Oh, the part that made my jaw drop when Iyanla said, I think it was in the confessional, but she was, no, it wasn't in the confessional. When they were saying something about giving up and she was like, talking to uh mama evelyn and, and michael braxton senior and she was like well y'all kind of gave up getting divorced i was like bitch what <laughs> i was like wait a-. i was like see you give her an inch and she takes 17 miles like what is you even doing <laughs> it's like you can't never root for nobody named ronda listen i was like what you mean they what gave up i'm i just we have to we have to stop looking at divorce as if something is always bad or horrible because a lot of times people need to be getting fucking divorced because yeah. the marriage is shit. We'll 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 get that especially when we get the marriage to medicine. Cause, mm. And then on top of that, 
hell the i mean it, it could the marriage breakdown could not have been good for the dynamic and then the divorce was a mess on top anyway yeah but that that i was just like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah, leave um, it to leave it to Rhonda because she will rub you the wrong way. Okay, it, it, it's never gonna fail. Even like you say, a broken clock, right? Twice a day, but it's wrong at every other time, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was day one of the three day um, healing retreat or whatever the fuck they called mm. it. Day two, Ooh. Tony was late. Tamar didn't show up until three the fuck forty five. And they were supposed to be there at what at 1 30. Uh, yeah. Like I, I was a little confused by the, the time because they were like, oh, we was gonna cook breakfast and everybody was gonna eat breakfast. And I'm like, well, if the call sheet wasn't until eleven, why I, I just like nigga, like, y'all having were, nigga, y'all having brunch. Well, I'm assuming that they were supposed to get together and have breakfast of their own accord beforehand and then the call sheet to start like filming and stuff would have been 11 but i'm like but that's lunchtime i'm confused right and then they were supposed to come back at 1 30 i was like i'm i was real confused by the call times but i don't know how tv works so yeah whatever because you know it could have been edited or whatever but you know yeah, yeah. and then so yama <clears throat> came in there and was laying the smack down because she was pissed <laughs> she was up the fuck set well you, said, know chan- well, you know, chain. Well, you know, chain chomps are angry, so they are, and hungry. Maybe she was hungry. <laughs> she needed a Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> she was hungry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she needed. She needed a mushroom. <laughs> um, when she said that they vexed her spirit, <laughs> I was like, girl, I was like, you better be personally affronted by them being tardy for the party. <laughs> That shit had me in tears. She scolded them, and then she left. Listen, you better be, you better be, you you better be on, uh, you better be uh, vexed in the spirit of your ancestor, Shane Chomp. Go ahead. Listen, she was like Harriet Tubman did not right go down the the underground railroad. She did not just. <laughs> she did not just sit there and eat her rice. With her fucking shiny fork and her fucking shiny white bowl. <laughs> You're doing amazing, Lexi. Oh my god! Speaking of a crazy bee. Anyway, you go both. Anyway, so that was pretty much all the good stuff from episode 15. So episode 16, which was the season finale, I believe, was called "Truth and Consequences." Uh so let's see what stood out to me in this episode. First of all. Tamar showed up and she was dressed like she was about to go compete on a road rules real world challenge. <laughs> and I had confusion. Even uh Tawanda was like, girl, why are you show up like you about to go to battle? What is you wearing? <laughs> and I was like, true. She was dressed like um Tessa Thompson was and goddamn um uh, Thor Ragnarok. Right. <laughs> um I felt like Miss E and even Tamar had a point when they kind of called Iyana out about leaving. Although mm. at the same time, I don't blame her because you done wasted my whole fucking day. Right. Like, first, we supposed to be there at eleven, and then she was like, "I ate in the car from my lap." <laughs> and I was like, "Why would you do that?" And they got that big ass house. Like you, the fuck, stupid. <laughs> okay. Like, come on. Uh, hey, Rhonda, fix my plate. 
listen. <laughs> um, and then she's like, and then I show up at 1 30 and Tony ain't here. She on a conference call, and then Tamar didn't show up till 3 45. I'd have been mad too. Like, I'm I'm going home. I'm gonna go take me a nap. Cause y'all play, y'all playing. In my face. In my face. Right in front of my right, right in front of my plate. Listen. Right in front of my Mario. Trina showed up. Wait, was it Trina? No, not Trina. It was Tracy. Sorry. I get Trina and Tracy's names screwed up. Um, so Trina was the one that looked terrible. And Tracy <sighs> was the one that was the she was the one that continued going to work because she was like, I need a check. Correct. Um, so Tracy showed up with the energy of a lion. And I don't, I've caught a few episodes of Braxton Family Values over the years. And I feel like every episode I've ever seen, Tamar be fighting with everybody, but her fights with Tracy be something else. Mm. Like, she be downright just disrespectful to Tawanda. But her fights with Tracy be something like I remember that one episode where Tracy was getting in her face and she was like, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you doing all this shit for these cameras. You forgot, little girl. I'll beat your ass. I was like, whoo. She was like, on these cameras, you want to do this. <laughs> but then when I leave, you don't want to post up. <laughs> no. Tracy was like, when we leave, we going to post up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't take it back to the old days when we was growing up, and I used to beat your ass. I was like, Whoa. but anyway, um, childhood jumped out, correct? So then Tamar and Iyanla started going at it like lions in the jungle because and that was good TV, it was, but you know what? It felt like watching a Twitter argument because Yo! it was one of those things where nobody wanted to validate anybody else's personal experience. Yeah, it was like if I haven't experienced it, then it's not real, right. or you don't get to say what your experience is because I know better than you. Mm-hmm. And they felt like if talking about like, stuff, yeah, it felt like two people trying to outquote each other, right? Right, while both being dumb, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they kind of circled back and they were trying to get to the root of why Tamar was is tamar basically and that whole they left you behind thing i kind of felt like that was a cop-out like i can see how that would be hurtful like you got five sisters and they all older than you and they all kind of just go start living their lives and doing whatever and you the baby so you kind of left behind but you still acting out about that shit and you over 40 so i have questions and concerns at your big age at your big bald age i have I have questions. Like, girl, go to therapy or some shit. Right. A real therapist. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Emphasis on real, real therapist. And I'm not even trying to be shady. When Iyanla's name came up, nowhere did it say any kind of therapist. It had no kind of uh, letters about any certifications or degrees in therapy. It said spiritual life coach. Spiritual life coach, a therapist. Those are two different things. Anyway. Correct. Um, and then the part that took me down, and this they did show on like Twitter or something, when Iyanla and Tamar were going at it. And this woman, 
at her advanced age, fixed all 17 rows of them teeth <laughs> in that mouth to say that she got underwear that are older than Tamar. <laughs> and everybody looked like, excuse me? Because if you start doing the math, Tamar is over 40 years old, so that begs the question, how the fuck do you still have panty draws <laughs> from over 40 years ago, number one? Number two, how the fuck do you still have panty draws from over 40 years old from over 40 years ago that you can still fit? Right, right. And number three, you've been on TV and getting to the money. Why are you still recycling draws, ma'am? Hey, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I had a lot of questions. Because I'm like, you doing what? Because I just can't I just can't see myself. Being in an argument with somebody that's younger than me and being like, I got boxer briefs older than you. I sound the fuck stupid. And like trifling. And gross. And trifling. Like, like underwear not that expensive. Really not. You can get you some new fruit of the loom. You can get the seven pack from Target for like $10. Yeah. Like, you can spend $20 to get you some more panty draws. So I was real confused. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of life have you been leading, ma'am? Like, like what's going on? Like, check just, out on time. Like, why? Why is it that you have undergarments that old? Like, that I old. I wouldn't brag about that. I would not. And it's listen, like, when she said it, I had to pause. I watched it on the on the website where she said that I had to pause it and rewind it. I was, I was so confused. And I, I turned into the blinking white man. I was like, "You got who? And you got whomst?" And the thing about it is, I took it as just like, you know, a joking type thing. But then she started doubling down and be like, "And they're clean." And I was right. like, You're "Like you." St- <laughs> So this is not a joke. You actually got decades old draws that you that you are bragging about. Like, what is that you? I and I'm just like, even if you have that many pairs of panties that you don't even wear every pair that often, forty years plus is a long fucking time. So you can fix lives, but you can't fix your draws. Like I'm confusion. Listen, I don't give a damn how much gain you use, bitch. Throw them, throw them <laughs> panties away. <laughs> What is you doing? The only thing I thought about when she said that is like, this is why nobody takes your ass serious. Right. I have underwear older than you, Missy. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. How do you think you win in the argument with that? Anyway. Oh, God. Oh, man. That had me in tears. I was like, see, see. Peaky Yonla. Peaky Yonla. Peak Ronda. Peak Ronda. Cause that sounds like some shit that Aranda would say. Well, yeah. Um, what else stood out to me? Uh, one thing that really stood out to me was, and it was very interesting to see. And Bree and I have talked about this before. Shout out to Bree from Mama Me's World podcast. Um, it was interesting to see everybody like chasing respect while not wanting to give it. Mm-hmm. And she and I have had this discussion about how black people in particular do that. Like, 
black people, especially black parents, are so consumed with wrenching respect out of people around them in close quarters. Yeah. And even in particular, uh, family. Family, yeah. Yeah. And one of my theories on that was, you know, you want to, you want to demand, it's one thing to demand respect, but the links that black people go through sometimes to get it from other black people or specifically from their family, it's like, it almost feels like you feel like you're not getting this respect in other aspects of your life. So you're going to drain it from your family to the point where you're not being respectful. You're not hearing people out and all of that kind of stuff. So that was kind of interesting to see in real time. And I feel like a lot of us do that. Like I said, when she and I had that conversation, we were talking specifically about uh, parents, our parents. But hell, you see that shit on the timeline on a daily basis. Niggas in their 20s and 30s doing that shit. Like, I will be respected among uh, above all else. And it's like, there's levels, like there's steps that you have to go through to get respect from people. Like you demand respect, but you have to do so in a respectful manner. Nobody is 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 respecting you just for coming and trying to put your dick on the table or your your labia. I don't know, and be like you put your titty me. on the table, right? Or and be like respect me or else. Like ain't nobody gonna respect that shit. Get the fuck out of people's face with that. So anyway, that breeds contempt. Correct. And so then Tamar and like I said, Tamar and Iyanla going at it. And then Miss E got fed up with Tamar and she went full soul food. She was like, we got to be that fist. She was <laughs> like, listen, you will respect her. Y'all wasn't raised. So I was like, girl, this is a hot mess. This is a woman in her 40s. Right, this is you know, scolded by her mama about respecting her elders. On national TV. On national mm. TV. Um, so then they, they with Tamar, Tamar looking the way that she looked. Well. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tamar walked out. She went and got in the car and turned the air up, she said, to take a break. And then Iyanla followed it out there for a follow-up. So then she started doing like private sessions. She pulled people aside. And so I didn't understand really why she she had Trina and Tawanda at the same time, but I guess it worked. And then she had Miss Evelyn and, and uh the dad at the same time. But she did Tracy and Tony by themselves. Um, but it was interesting to see the two sides of that walkout drama with Tracy and the sister because Tracy was like, I signed a contract and a bitch is trying to get a check. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we all agreed and I wish you would have just told me you was going to work. And I'm like, that sounds good to say now, hindsight, but I feel like that would have been a huge bone of contention if she had called and been like, fuck what y'all saying if we don't film we don't get paid and i needs to get paid mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be at work i don't know what y'all gonna be doing like i like it's if it, it, it's like it's a it's a nice sentiment when you're sitting up here talking about it but at the time we all know that that shit would not have flown right y'all be just as upset uh what else and then it got to the point where when Ayanna was talking to the parents and about their divorce and everything, and it felt like now they were resting on this whole, all of the issues are, or a majority of them 
are because of the divorce and because of their parents. And I was like, I can see how that can cause an issue in children, but these grown motherfuckers. Everybody is over 40. Tony Braxton is in her 50s. Like at some point, you have to take ownership of you compounding on top of an issue that you had or something that happened to you or you had to go through. You have to take ownership for okay, there was this issue and I didn't deal with it, and then I packed a whole bunch of shit on top of it. Right, because yeah, I agree. Because it like, just kind of felt like a cop out, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like and y'all divorce is what fucked us up, and it's like okay, but that was okay. that was that had to have been at least thirty years ago, right? And at this point, it's let's not act like. Okay, that you know that divorce might have fucked y'all up, but y'all adding other shit on top of it. That is independent of that divorce, right? And it's like which you, which you are not taking accountability for. And if you don't take no accountability, and <clears throat> I hate to quote Rhonda, but look in the mirror, beloved, then nothing is gonna get done, right? Because it's like okay, that's va- I, I'm not saying that it's not valid to right, a degree, right. but while y'all are sitting here talking about how you don't want to do xyz with the family because the family judges you and da, 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 da. but nobody took the personal accountability to be like what is going on with me and what in my past is fucking me up and dealt with it accordingly like y'all just started taking it, it should out not have came other. to no goddamn ronda no yeah basically it is what it is so then when <laughs> when Iyanla was talking to Miss Evelyn and she was listen, Miss Evelyn was like, I don't know this nigga. I don't like this nigga. I don't want to know or like this nigga. I don't love him no more. Why are you in my presence? And he was he was you could t- he was a little offended. He was like, Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> when Iyanla like, asked him, he, he was, was like, God damn. Right. Shit. He was like, I mean, I still got feelings. Like, I don't hate her. He and you know what? It's always funny when you see those kind of situations and a man realizes how much he fucked up and how much a woman from his past don't fuck with him. And they be so genuinely confused. He was looking like, damn, baby, it's like that shit. Yes. This like is that. why we say men are trash. Because y'all men, myself included, I am a man. I mean, I, I would like to think I'm not a trash man, but I'm not perfect. But men on average... Correct. Just be so fucking unaware of the damage and carnage that they cause to people. Right. And then when it when they get called out on it, they be like, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. Right. Like, nigga, please. Nigga, I'm trying please. to remember. I wish Candace was here because I'm trying I like, didn't he like cheat and all kinds of shit? Mm-hmm. And that was why they got divorced. So it's like, how did how would you not have known? And just all of the interactions that I've seen between them, she keep it very cute and yep. curt. <laughs> yep. She be like, and "Oh, hi. Thanks. Bye." Yeah. You know, yep. like that ain't nobody that fucks with you. How how did you not know, sir? But he think, he, he thinking this he yeah damn I can't talk. He thinking this supposed to be a goddamn uh, Swiss beat Alicia and Mashonda situation. Okay. Miss <laughs> Evelyn said, "Not me." Right. Um. <laughs> So then we get to Tony, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I, I just it was something interesting about that because you can see that Tony has been carrying that burden and the guilt 
of being the one who made it for like 30 years like yeah. uh, like 30 years tony Braxton came out in what 1990 1992 yeah 1990. Like, it's 2018 yep. and yep. she's still carrying that that's a long fucking time yep like she's in her 50s yep i was like oh yeah and I felt kind of sad for her because when she was like, I want to do different types of music and da 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 And Rhonda was like, Well, why can't you do it? And Tony was like, I'm an old bitch. What you talking? <laughs> and I was like, Girl, you you're not dead. What are you saying? Right, you can like, read If you want to go do orchestra selections, then go do it. Like, girl, you girl, you marry a bird, man. Like, and you could do anything. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do any, any and everything. But I mean, who's stopping you now? So, yeah, you and they did have <laughs> they did have that revelation. So yeah. when she was like, I, I haven't given myself permission to soar. I felt her, though, when she was like, basically, like my family has been a burden and I haven't been able I haven't allowed myself to really soar the way I wanted to, because. Basically, shit, they were paperweights to me i was like ooh, mm. Mm. ooh, that was heavy ooh, yes. literally, <laughs> it definitely was so then they get to the white table and i laughed when tawanda was like are we taking communion like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so they went around the table and they started confessing things and apologizing to each other and this part still laid me out when tony i mean and she was so stoic when she said it she was like, I don't like nobody in my family. <laughs> She's like, I love y'all because y'all my family, but I do not like y'all. If we were not family, we would not be friends. And you know what? I felt that on a nigga level. I felt that on every level. Yes. Tony was like, I don't like you bitches. Like, y'all could run in my circle. <laughs> you lucky we sisters. <laughs> but I just, it was just like her what's, face. What's that, what's that saying? You can, you can pick your... You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. Oof. Mm. Uh, mm. I was just like, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to sit there and hear that, though. Like your big sister, your the the sister that you've looked up to for years and years and years, and saying, and "Girl, fuck you," worked <laughs> with and done all because you know Tamar, and I think all of them at one point, but I know Tamar has been behind the scenes with Tony's career for a long time. Yeah, writing and, and singing background and stuff. Or I mean, really, any of them to just be like, hell! Imagine being a mama and your oldest daughter be like, I don't like none of y'all. Right. Your, and she emphasis none. Yeah. Right. Your own your own daughter saying, "Girl, fuck you." Because I I think somebody tweeted this. I saw it. Like I know, uh, Mama Evelyn was expecting to hear, except for Mama, and Tony was like, everyone. Right. I was like, ooh. I think a lot of times it's it's a dynamic that comes into play, like especially being the oldest child. And I'm only going by like what my mom has shared with me is that mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're the oldest, you're put in the position of somewhat becoming the second parent to kids that you didn't ask for. You know, yep. it's like your parents are looking for you to take on the responsibility of something that they really should be carrying. And then it's like, oh, you know, well, like, you're the oldest, so you need to be doing this and you should be doing that. And yeah, like, I can attest to that because I remember I my parents. To be the second parent. Like, exactly. I, I want to be a kid first, you know? So it's right. like. 
I remember my parents telling them, you got to set an example for your brother and, you know, volunteering your whole summer to babysit. And it's just like, you know, you do what you got to do for the family because they had to work. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot of times we're not cognizant of the, of the things that our parents took from us uh-huh. in in order to raise everybody. So and Tony even said that she was like, I had to be a second mom. I had to be a, a step in mom when our mother got hurt. She fell and she was in the hospital for a long time. I was like, "Woo, Tony Braxton carrying a lot, y'all. Mm-hmm. She carrying a lot that we don't know about. I know we make jokes about her bankruptcy and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, one thing that I've kind of been cognizant of over the last few years is recognizing the humanity in these celebrities unless they trash in which case they can go to hell correct because right. i'm not wasting my time trying to see your humanity if you're out here calling my lgbt brethren faggots and all that kind of shit you can suck my dick yeah you can't see the empathy in people that don't have empathy for others right but you know people who don't bother nobody like tony braxton ain't never bothered nobody correct all she did was sing her songs and be short and cute and fine correct that's it. Right. So it was uh, a. These was... were like circumstantial too. Like they weren't. Because yeah. I remember, like, do y'all remember that whole controversy when she filed for bankruptcy the first time and Oprah was like scolding her yeah. about buying expensive cutlery and stuff? She was like, I would never like do that. I know I make more than you. And it's like, instead of you scolding her, you should also be like trying to take her under your wing. Like, this is her first time having to deal with something of this nature like right the game mm. way only, only for us to find out that her deal was shitty she wasn't making as much money as yes. she should have been you know and trying to take care of her family right you know a lot she had going on like one, one i don't day, know that kind one, of went me the wrong way but one, one, one day we have to have an honest conversation about mother oprah because Oh, it's definitely needed and long mm. overdue without question. <laughs> well, that day ain't today. So, You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> they were going around the room. Everybody was confessing and crying. Well, not crying. So then they got to Tamar. Tamar started vibrating like the engine of a Cadillac when yeah. she got emotional. You know what it reminded me of when she started uh, getting emotional? You know that gif of that cat that's like shaking and then they cut in Shaq doing the shoulder shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what it reminded me of. But um Kmar Braxton. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And you know she wasn't she was emotional and barely able to get words out and crying but she didn't have any tears. Now her I did see towards the end because I know a lot of people called that out her eyes were red. So I wonder if it was like, they were like cutting the tears out in the editing process. I don't know, but she definitely didn't have any tears, but her eyes were red. So I don't know, but basically everybody was like, this is the most honest and genuine we've ever seen Tamar be. Tawanda specifically was like, she said this kind of stuff to me before, but it's never been this genuine. And I was like, well, I mean, it looks like they're having a nice family moment. Is it going to maintain? I don't know. Because I don't know if they really solved a lot of stuff. Like, there's a difference between uncovering issues and 
acknowledging issues and actually dealing with them and solving. They put. I think they put a lot on the table. The question is now: Are they going to do the work to right to to solve it? And I mean, I I personally I doubt it. But you well, know, I'm good not going to say that. I'm not going to count them out. But definitely, I we can all recognize amongst the what seven of them. And I don't even know where the brother factors into any of this because they do have a brother that we hardly ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, so I don't know how that's going how that's going to work. I don't know if they're going to have another season of the show and we, and show how they're doing the work or show improvement in their relations. I don't know. But I don't have nothing against the Braxtons. I, wish I don't even. I just I wish me- them the best. I don't I don't have anything against them and I wish them the best. I guess I I'm not rooting against them. I hope that they work it out. I just in and I'm just uh, going from like personal experience of what I've observed and then some things even in my own family. I it's it's sometimes it's just it's not likely. I put it that 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 all the issues get solved. But I'm rooting for them. I hope they do. I hope they work it out. Yeah. I like I hope that they take this session that this is one of the few times where I feel like Iyanla actually did something positive. Yeah. Even in her but again, it, it, yeah. But again, it's that same thing of uncovering all that stuff, but then you, it, it, everybody's just left with a bunch of baggage and it's like, are they going to have the foresight and the initiative to get some, some therapists, get some licensed people in there to help them work through that stuff? I don't know. Right. The last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on. When I tell you I yelled when Tony called her Ayana in her confession <laughs> because I am petty. Yeah. Oh, that shit had me in tears. Uh, I'm grateful to Ayana. I was like, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was Braxton Family Values, the last two episodes. I think it was some pretty good TV. Like I said, um, Every now and then, Rhonda or Iyanla, whatever you want to call her, because I know some people feel a way about not calling her by the name she goes by. Um, And I'm not taking that away from you or invalidating that. I feel like she does deliver good TV sometimes. Yeah. Now, a lot of times it'd be cringeworthy. Yeah. But this this was good TV, and I feel like it wasn't like cringy. It wasn't it wasn't like when she had Hazel Lee on there because child that she did not work because Hazel Lee looked like a whole new bridge. <laughs> but anyway, listen, listen Hazel Lee dark Hazel, moment. Hazel Lee done, <laughs> listen, Hazel Lee done transformed into young baby before our eyes. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Yes. Um Married to Medicine. So this was episode five entitled Heavenly Homecoming. Mm. So first and foremost, and I'll let y'all get some words in. I don't know how I feel about Mariah's daughter's first OBGYN experience being on the show. Even though they didn't like, obviously they they couldn't show like the the depth of the conversation that she had with Dr. Simone. I don't know. It just felt, I don't know. It, it, mm, I don't know. I, 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 it didn't sit. Uh, well, I'm gonna be completely honest and transparent. I fast forwarded for that part 
um, for two reasons. Uh, one being I wasn't necessarily comfortable with it. Um, I just felt like that's something that could have not been on the show. Um, right, like her and, very first one. Yeah, right, right, right. I just it just didn't sit right with me. So I fast forward forwarded through that part for that reason, and the other reason I fast forwarded it uh, is a petty reason, and that's because fuck Mariah. So well, <laughs> that was expected. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it just it, did, it didn't sit right in my nigga sense. But yeah, we can move on. Yeah, uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um. So then Quad went to Dr. Jackie's house and I was hollering at Quad, calling Jackie out about not cooking. Jackie was like, I cook for you. And Quad was like, cook where? <laughs> Quad, my Quad. Quad was like, she orders and then she plates. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to do that, Quad. Quad was like, Jackie, cook. Whoops. <laughs> she was like, no. And then they were so petty for rolling back that footage from uh last season when they had that cooking challenge and dr jackie was just sitting up there <laughs> it was like help <laughs> dr jackie was like girl this is not my ministry <laughs> if you want to come see me in my office all day she cooking like, no ma'am she was like i am dr jackie not chef jackie okay that's it that is it. But the conversation that she and Quad had, I thought, was really good until Greg started interrupting. And he, it felt so typical, and I'll see what y'all think about it, but it felt so typical. It was like, you fuck up with your significant other, and then when they're not around, you like beat down their walls, trying to figure out where they are, because you scared they out doing the shit that you was doing. Because mm-hmm. when he called and she finally answered, she was like, what do you want, Gregory? And he was like, I want to know where my wife is. And so now you want to know where your wife is. <laughs> and you she was like, I'm you... out. Mm-hmm. You want to know where your wife is now. You want to know where your wife was when you was in the hotel with somebody that's not your oh, wife. But okay, you yeah, weren't no. worried about where your wife was then. You was worried about where your little dick was trying to go. Emphasis mm-hmm. on will. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. So can I say this? And y'all can call me trash if you want to. But I feel like Quad, Quad deserves big, good dick. Like if if it's true that Dr. Greg got a little bit of dick, yeah. I feel like she should just go, <laughs> go ahead and do it. <laughs> like go get you some good dick. <laughs> that might listen, be petty, but I just I want good things for Quad, including dick. Like, <laughs> listen, go ahead, listen. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I just, uh, Honestly, I felt like those two, they just weren't a good match to begin with. Like, looking at the dynamics of their relationship now, like, those two probably should have never got married. Like, nope. Never. Never. Like, I'm pretty sure they both were looking for something. And, you know, I was having this conversation the other day with a girlfriend. Like sometimes you genuinely entertain people out of sheer boredom. I know that's something I do, but I'm working on that. But it's just like we stay in a self-aware queen. <laughs> I feel like um, those two just got together because they were bored, and they're like, "Let's give a girl," <laughs> and now they're stuck. Well, not necessarily stuck, but they're in like a loveless, lifeless toxic marriage like 
I don't know. They just need to end it, call it a day. Cause it's like, I feel like there are certain conversations that you should have with your partner before you even think about taking the next step as far as like finances, you know, like your mental health history, mm. you know, whether or not you want to have children because it's like Dr. Greg's like, ah, well, I want kids, Quad, I want kids. And then this <laughs> <It's> impersonation. <laughs> and then Quad is just like, yeah, no, like I'm not ready. And it's like, well, he keeps nagging you for these kids. And it's like, I don't know how long they've been married, but it's like, at what point are you just going to be like truthful with him and be like, that's just not for me. Well, and it's not even that. Like she said it on the previous season. It's not that she don't want to have kids. It's that she doesn't want to try to have kids to be a bomb for their raggedy marriage. She's like, I don't want to bring kids into this. Yeah, I don't want to bring kids into toxicity. Yeah, like and especially like the way you talking to me, like I ain't a, like I ain't got no good mind, like right, right now, like and then if I get kids, I I think Candace said this before, like if I if I get pregnant, you gonna you definitely gonna be a motherfucker then, right? Because then you are gonna feel like I'm really stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but I feel just, like I feel yeah. like Doctor Jackie is probably the best person to talk to Quad about this, being that they. Um, she basically has similar situations where their husbands um, have been in cases of infidelity. Um, I will say that I feel like Curtis. Um, Put a pin in that. I know what you're going to say. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so then we go to Dr. Heavenly's house and her <laughs> youngest son is. Uh, wait, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Heavenly. Sorry. I'm getting Dr. Heavenly, Dr. Simone over by the ass confused <laughs> um so her son came home from college i think and i was yeah. like oh, i said heavenly and dr damon they made a nice looking son yeah and then she started being stupid <laughs> <laughs> yo like when, when, she, when she dragged her when i tell you i was in here yelling because she was like you you need a woman like your mama you don't need a pretty nigga. bitch and then she was like wait <laughs> Nigga, I was crying. First of all, I was like, we 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 do stand a self-aware queen. Like at least you know you're not that cute. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But well maybe I don't know what it is like, and I know we'll get here because I mean we'll wrap around this a, a little bit later. Uh or, or I guess we could go ahead and get out of the way out now, depending on how Curtis feel. But like when she Heavenly, like when she and I really all the women on the cast, but specifically Heavenly, like when she was like, he don't need none of these young hoes, and I, I was that shit is so cringeworthy. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. That shit I, is, I and it's to write like that part down. I was like, and it's like a lot of how to come on with so, it, friend. We know a lot of women are guilty of this, like this whole internalized misogyny. Like, my son is is this king of all kings. He he, King Tut, you know, Pharaoh of all pharaohs, and not every girl is a hoe unless she <laughs> is purified in the lakes of Minnetonka and shit. And it's like that shit. It it's it's it upholds all of that patriarchal bullshit. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if a girl talking to him, then she must be a hoe. Yeah, or and, she wants and, something from him, or, or and she wants something from him, and it's like it's so much internalized massaging. 
Yes, there you go. Those are the words that I was looking for. But it's it's also Doctor Heavenly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. Oh my god, that lady. She's <laughs> the worst fucking person ever. Like, oh, just her whole her whole presence bothers me. Like it, like my grandmother says, it makes my butt itch. Like she's always loud and wrong and then her weaves always look a mess and then she's always trying to comfort somebody and it's like bitch have you passed a mirror today or yesterday last night last <laughs> week like you got some fucking nerve coming for somebody's look she always looks like she has like the michael jordan butter eyes because she's always showing that crown royal it's like girl if you don't get it so mad i can't stand her like, uh, like, how are you named heavenly and you ha- act like hell all the time? Like, <laughs> a whole demon. A whole demon. Understand. Oh my god. Like, uh Dr. Lucifer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gabriel, like, oh my God. Like <laughs> Dr. Beelzebub. <laughs> <laughs> like Lexi is disgusted. She makes Ooh. me so fucking mad. Like, hey, look, we, look, we, it, it done been a man. We don't forgot when he when Lexi get on the roll. It's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ain't mad at you because that lady is bonkers. Correct. Correct. She is. It's like she, she is she, she's one of those people that she can dish it. She can call you names. She can talk about your family. But then the moment you say something about her or in hers, it's like, don't, don't talk about my family. I got my family. Daddy would never. Like, I'm pretty sure okay. daddy has and would and will. Because if he had to come home and deal with you every fucking day, I would do that. Like, please. In that and one she- confessional when she was asking him if he wanted a bunch of wives and he was like, you are more than enough. I was like, ooh. Like she is, she's just she's too much. Like, too much. Yeah, I agree. Like you I, like, I, 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 I said before, I like Damon, but I don't like him for heavenly because heavenly a crazy bitch. <laughs> he is. You know what? I'm gonna take a different stance, and I'm gonna <laughs> say I like Damon for heavenly because that means she ain't out here terrorizing somebody else. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. That's you right. You right. If he willing and 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 he there and clearly he has clearly listen, he has the inner peace to deal with her because ooh listen Doctor Damon is the kind of, you go to him and be like thank you for your service <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you for taking this hell demon off the street <laughs> listen uh so the guy the men of the show the husbands they had a kickback or whatever uh yeah I think Eugene. It hosted it which i have thoughts about eugene but we'll get there eugene mm. eugene kind of a bitch but we don't want a cord friend i mean honestly truly i mean i said eugene a little bit of a cuck like what? I mean, but anyway yeah. so my first thought when they had this kickback and everybody started pulling up i said how did curtis Fit his tall ass in that little bitty car from Bad Boys. Big ass nigga. I'm like, he got to be like six five. Like, how did you fold yourself into that little bitty ass car? But, I'm telling you, like, nigga, you, nigga, you. It's like watching a scene on Game of Thrones with the mountain. Like, how you fit through that tiny ass door? 
Right. Like them uh <laughs> them commercials when Shaq was trying to get into them Lincoln cars. <laughs> <laughs> like if you don't get your big ass out of this MKZ knowing you can't fit. Oh, oh skyscraper skyscraper <laughs> ass nigga. Um so yeah, they all showed up. And of course, you know, I stand for Cecil. Yeah. And Dr. Scott. Yeah. And the rest of them also were there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, um, real quick, uh, God bless Dr. Contessa. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so basically they started talking and Greg asked Curtis what was up or whatever. However, that exchange went and Dr. Curtis was like, you know, things are getting better day by day. And then Greg was like, what's your secret? And I was like, sir, you old peanut M&M head ass bitch fool. Like, <laughs> what you mean? What's the secret? He's doing the work. Something what that you are not. About? You haven't even gotten to the point where you realize that there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. But that's wow. been his thing. Like, he's never wanted to d- do the work. Like, even before right. he's before he cheated like we've seen him in cause dynamic like now i know people have their faults or issues with core which you know what you're entitled to your opinion um in my opinion i feel that quad has done has tried to get both of them to do work but it's hard to get to that point and try to work on your marriage when your husband is is has the mindset of a goddamn caveman in the 1800s and shit. You know, right. Quad can't do it on her own, and we see what the point has gotten to with him stepping out and cheating or doing doing some shit he ain't had no damn business doing with somebody that's not his wife. Basically, that shit was cheating, whether he stuck his dick in or not. Right, he had the intention. Like you might yeah. as well call a thing a thing. Like, yeah, but you know, I said that because you know some people. Yeah, I don't give know, a damn about some people. Well, you call a thing a thing. Well. Yeah. Well, this here show, that's what we do. That nigga cheated. That is, that is correct. Whether he whether he smashed or not, if you believe his story that he was mad that he couldn't go in raw, you still cheated. You had every intention of doing it. And the only reason you didn't is because she wasn't trying to take no shrimp dick raw. Right. She was like, you got to wrap it up. But anyway, we're not here to discuss that. So staying on greg for a little while like he's still making excuses and he wonder why he don't have a part like it's just so weird like you have humiliated this woman you humiliated her on the uh on the reunion at the reunion then all this shit came out when the girl went to the press and like she is humiliated you've humiliated her you've cheated on her and then you sitting there trying to play victim. I, I thought I was going to have a, a, a partner in this. Like, it's, what? I just want my wife back, but it's hard when, when, when it's hard when I don't know where my wife is. Well, he's like, oh, she, it's hard to to want to basically say he don't want to put in the effort because he feel unwanted. And it's like, why would you feel wanted at this point? It's not for you to be feeling wanted. You need to make her feel wanted. Because you right. won with the transgression. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? Right. So then when they went around to Cecil, and Cecil basically hemmed them up, and he was like, listen, he was like, I realized that I had not done and was not doing everything in my power to save my marriage. Something that... Turn to Greg, just... like, are you... I mean, he didn't say it, but it was kind of 
one of those things that was left up. It's like, are you doing everything in your mm-hmm. power to save your marriage? Mm-hmm. Like you have this expectation, but you're not doing anything. Right. You're not putting in any work. And you had this expectation of quad, but not that of yourself. Correct. Like you feel like you can just show up and everything's supposed to be okay because what? You still there? Like you got this woman sleeping upstairs in the guest bedroom. And to me, I feel like she she's giving you an opportunity. Cause anybody else are like, I feel like Quad is is good enough on money that she don't need to stay there if she don't want to. Agreed. She giving you access to her. Which is more than you deserve, to be honest. Way more than you deserve. And your little mini Cooper, your old bitch. Right. Mini Cooper, mini dick, mini mentality. Like you just a just a miniature. Mini, voice, mini head, that big ass body, like <laughs> <laughs> mini voice, everything. Yo. Just minuscule. Minuscule. But you know what um Dr. Greg looks like? You know in Beetlejuice when they go to the I don't know, it's like the the office for like the dead. And there's it's like a whole bunch of dead people in there. And there's a guy who has on like the camel colored jumper, but his head's mad small because somebody blew it off. <laughs> I'm gonna send you guys a picture because you know what I'm talking about. Like that's <laughs> Dr. Greg. But, I, listen, Dr. Greg looked like the coneheads went to the hood. Because <laughs> 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 that is a conical head. But anyway. Oh my gosh. So then we swift away and we get to the annoying couple that is Toya and Eugene. And my question is this, why after all of the financial problems that they have had, why do y'all need a 9,000 square foot, $2 million house? Listen, let me, let me, let me, let me talk to my list to the listeners real quick um as the resident uh metro atlantean of the podcast listen let me tell you something these niggas <laughs> the word that eugene called them and they got mad like some sedity ass never mind anyway <laughs> these niggas are trying to buy a house in alpharetta now let me tell you something alpharetta is the part of metro atlanta where it's only two folks two groups of people up there. <laughs> Goddamn Middle Eastern people and affluent white folks. Mm. And you motherfuckers <laughs> with all the 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 financial troubles that y'all have, y'all asses gonna get a goddamn house. And that <laughs> and that gentrified ass upwardly mobile ass uh, more than likely 53% um of whatever the fuck you know that them folks voted for that orange motherfucker y'all ass is gonna get a goddamn house up there now <laughs> not that not that eugene can't afford it Hint, emphasis on eugene because we know toy don't do shit um but still <laughs> well y'all ass could get a goddamn first of all correct me if i'm wrong but toy and eugene don't have a real big family now do they they got like two kids they have two kids Okay, but it's two kids. Okay, but nigga, y'all don't need a mother a motherfucking mansion like my nine, nigga. You- nine thousand square feet, a two floor 
what, like, two story closet, like, what, like what, what, huh? Well, you like, know what? I'm a, I'm not mad at the closet, but the square footage, like, yes. And they're like, this is our forever home. Like that is to me. I don't know. I don't know what kind of money doctors make, but I, I feel like that's not sustain, like that sustainable for a forever home. Like, what the fuck is you gonna do with nine thousand square feet in your seventies? Like that don't even. That doesn't like you gonna end up selling it, so that right. you can go live your life. Like that's not right. a home, and especially it's not a forever home when one of the people in the home don't do shit but be annoying and be a color well, concubine. Mean, that notwithstanding, if they can afford it, they can afford it. But to me, and I could be wrong, but to me, a forever home is a home that you buy, and you expect it to stay in the family. How? how can you be sure with the way that the economy is and the way it's been going, how can you be sure that your, your heirs, your children are going to be able to sustain this house? If you leave it, it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like it's that's not, not a forever home. Like just call a spade a spade. Y'all want to flex on the show and spend money unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. going right, to be right back in probably in the same goddamn situation. I hope yeah. not, because that whole thing was annoying. Her doing all that complaining about not getting no dick like this man ain't got to work 40 hours a day. I was like, girl, if you don't go get you a deal, don't shut the fuck up and well, let this man do what he got to do. Like, What are you doing? Like, I get it. If you want to be a housewife, that's completely fine. But to sit there and complain about your man not having enough sex with you when he's literally picking up every shift in the world. Wasn't he driving like two hours yes. way to another yeah, hospital to work? Because mm -hmm, he was going to Columbus. And he even said it when they was looking at it. He was like, I don't mind working and doing what I need to do to, to afford it. And it was like, I mean, shout out to her for being like, we staying in budget, nigga. Like, what is you even talking about? I but was why crazy. are y'all buying a $2 million house at this job? <laughs> I feel like y'all are not far enough away from y'all's financial troubles to be spending money like this. Like that dream house could wait a couple more years. Agreed. Well, while y'all stack your money fast and go. But, but going back are, to who are we to count y'all's pockets until it come up on the show again? Correct. <laughs> that too. That is the real tea. Yeah. So, uh. Dr. Contessa. Hmm. So she is talking about having a double mastectomy because she's worried about getting breast cancer. Her mother passed from breast cancer. The last episode we learned, even though her father doesn't accept it, that he has, was it colon cancer? Yes. So, and she says she's been wanting to do it since she was in medical school. Yeah, but then she hadn't had time. Yeah, but basically she never made the time, which I guess makes sense because when she would have been in medical school, technology, I guess, would not have been where it is now because the doctor was like, it's small incisions. Like, we don't have... Oh, although I guess it's access to... Yeah. Because he was like, you know, we can do a small incision and, and it's, it doesn't have to be a scar all the way across the chest. Um. It just it reminds me of, of, of what trans men have to go through. And I just wonder about that sometimes, like the accessibility to have that surgery where it's not noticeable scars on your chest. 
Mm. But that's a whole different conversation, and I'm not a trans man, so I don't want to speak for them. Um, it, you know what the interesting thing about it is seeing her go through it and how it's like affecting her marriage, like seeing Dr. Scott be emotional about it, but still trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, yeah, we'll leave the nipples on. And it was, it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's yes. a lot. That, it's a lot that they're doing with Contessa this season, which I'm, I'm not mad at. I mean, her, this is one of those things where it's like, you can tell that she just going through a patch of her life where she just got a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, worry and about I'll, her father's health, trying to worry about her own health so that she don't leave her kids the way she feels like her mama left her when she got sick. Right. It's a and lot. Not, and not to keep being a dead horse, but it just makes how Toya has treated her look even the fuck worse. Listen, let me Yo, tell you. That dumb bitch. <laughs> really pissed me off with that like it, it just irked my soul because it's like when you have a parent that is sick and is literally dying the last thing you are fucking worried about is some fucking dumb ass party like Toya's like well I would prefer if my friends just call me bitch my dad is dying do you really think I give a fuck about returning your phone call like yeah. Yeah. With all that's going on, like that was so insensitive, and yeah. that just like completely like pissed me off. Like, because mm-hmm. I've been in you know Doctor Contessa's shoes, like losing a parent to an illness, and it's like fucking frustrating when you have people coming at you over like stupid things. Like, oh well, you said you was gonna call me back by eight, and here it is nine forty-five, and you haven't, re- bitch. I'm eat a dick, okay. And have a great day. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, circle I, back a little bit on that. It to me, and I could be wrong, but it felt like to a degree. And I think I said this last week. Like, she did not know where he was for like four hours. Yes. Yeah. So she had to have been stressed by uh-huh. that. On top of that, but she had enough mindfulness to to still tell Doctor Scott when she got home. Go ahead and go to the party so that yeah. at least somebody will be there representing our household. Again, I said this last week, maybe even the week before. I thought that that's how these things work. Because I feel like if I had a husband and Candace was throwing a party and something was going on to the point where I could not go to the party, I feel like I can tell my husband, go ahead and go to the party, have fun, you know, give her a kiss for me. And Candace is going to be like, oh, you're here. My husband will tell her what's going on, and she'd be like, "Okay, cool. I'll get up with him tomorrow to make sure everything is okay." Because let me t- like, if a friend called me in the middle of the shit and had me on speakerphone, embarrassing me, let, let me not get my blood pressure up again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said another last week, friend, but yes, yes. Let me not get my goddamn pressure, up, but let me. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> So uh, it was uh, it caught me off guard and it clearly caught Contessa off guard too when her doctor called her and was like I have an appointment tomorrow she was like oh I I, I, I was like Ooh. you know what I take that back because I was yelling at my computer screen I was like it's too soon she haven't had enough time to think yeah <laughs> but that was me projecting because I felt like that was just so very heavy but if she's had it on her mind for a long time and she's disgusted with her husband and they good with it then we'll see what happens yeah praying for the best not to contest yeah yeah i mean the way she described it though like 
Yeah, yeah. You know it, like you could go home tomorrow. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, ooh. It was a lot. It was. I just, ooh, ooh, I can't. I cannot imagine going through a surgery like that and be and going home the next day. But yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. again, I mean, medicine advances before our eyes, and if you don't have to be in it, you don't really realize how fast it's advancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna end the show. Not the show. Sorry. We're going to end this part of the show. We got to go back to crazy bitch Landia. (laughs) 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 Because. (laughs) Hey, remember what I said last week? That damn uh, roses that I can't song. Yeah. Bitch. Oh, stupid ass bitch. Crazy bitch. (laughs) So Dr. Heavenly took the advice of her therapist, which. I'm mm-hmm. a okay, mm-hmm. and she is going home to Miami, and she's taking Doctor Simone and Doctor Jackie with her. You know, real quick, you know the trash part of me when, like, when they said uh, Doctor Heavenly from Miami, I was like, you know what? You being from Florida makes all the fucking sense in the world. <laughs> I can't <laughs> talk because I'm from Texas, so I mean, Florida is, is I was, definitely yeah, I was at the top of the list, though. Florida is a whole different animal, yeah. you know. Uh, there's only Florida, I think, is the only state of, with that has a gift of somebody cutting it off. Cutting it off that buzz, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shout out to all of our listeners from Florida. Right. But y'all know y'all state trash. Yeah. Just like I know mine is. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so she is batshit crazy. But it's been interesting, to be honest, to see her peeling back the layers and seeing a lot of where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing her grapple with taking responsibility for the things that she says, like saying it and then trying to justify it and then realizing that it's the like justification that. is trash. Right. Listen, when they rolled them down clips back, I was like, heavenly God, you just, whoo, even before we started, stop, even before we started covering this show, or shit, even before me, we even thought of Ratchet Ramblers, like, you just been a terrorizing motherfucker forever. Yeah, God, damn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jesus. And then when she was trying to, uh, when she was trying to say that, when she was trying to justify calling somebody a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But at the same time, I had to kind of put myself in her shoes, and I was like, I wonder how that would affect you growing up in a household where your mama calls you a bitch, <laughs> and she internalized that shit. She sure did. Now she's like, oh, it don't have no weight. It don't mean nothing. And it's like. It's like it reminds me of that that gif of uh, that girl eating the same saint to you. Well, I don't even think that that's true. I I don't think she was being honest with herself because when they rolled the footage back and from me watching a few seasons of this show, the times where she's used words like that, it was with aggression and animosity. Like, yeah, you wouldn't most of the time you wouldn't be like, bitch, you cook the fuck out of these this <laughs> rice. Yeah, you, well, I think you know Jackie, Yeah, but I think Doctor Jackie called on that when she was deflecting and making it. She did because she would, and Doc, I wrote this part down because Doctor Jackie was like, "You don't like what I'm saying, so now you're trying to like circle around and deflect." And Heavenly mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, she done pulled my whole card." <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So a few things. So we'll see what the rest of the trip is like. They're going to go to her like childhood home. And I, I think I saw in a preview, she was like, this is the room where my daddy died. And yeah. And she broke down. 
Mm. Yeah, it seems like it's gonna be Effie White heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so to close this out, number one, I felt I don't know how I felt, but I was like, why did you take both of them on this trip with you and you got a double room? <laughs> She's like, you know what? All go sleep together, and I was like, gross. Like, you know why what? Did I, you not get out of their own room. Like that part, I just shot. Do you know what? Heavily gone heavily. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. And then when they went in there and they had all that goddamn food, and I'm like, who gonna eat all this food? <laughs> right. They you know, had everything. Man, they had about- chicken breast. They had chicken wings. They had tacos. And listen, the first thing that came to mind, I was like, you, who going to eat this? Because you know Dr. Jackie, all, everything that's in her house is green. So who? Right. <laughs> who, and that's who why she was mostly eating salad. Right. She even got courtesy. No, that was courtesy. Like, yeah, my house green. Oh, like, so who? Oh, yeah, yeah, this? yeah. Because that was what? Who is that? Cecil? Cecil, like, who got all that fucking salad on his plate? <laughs> 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 yeah, see, so like jacket rubbing off on your Curtis, and look, all Curtis had to say was, "Yeah, she had." <laughs> he couldn't listen, even deny. Listen, Curtis' ugly ass is just glad that he right. is not in the house anymore with his wife, right. and that she is not divorcing him and kicking him to the curb and fucking up his lifestyle. Right. He like whatever. Listen, whatever I have to do, I will do. Listen, that nigga is grateful for the power of forgiveness. Right. I don't blame him. Right. So anyway, that's Married to Medicine. We'll come back to that next week and see what's what and see why we need to cuss Toya out again and possibly mm-hmm. Dr. Heavenly too, just on GP. But <laughs> Yo, Dr. can we just talk about for like literally be like two minutes? I don't really hear about how Dr. Heavenly was calling Dr. Contessa Contessa like why is she yeah. like why yeah but that's one of those things like i was saying where it's like <laughs> you try to make it seem like you're ignorant of stuff but the intention is there in your inflection like we know what you're trying to do and what you're trying to say whether you want to admit it or not <sighs> like you a mean surly ass bitch and it is what it is <laughs> like at least own it All right you're a crazy motherfucker <laughs> you look crazy you act crazy your weed is crazy yeah, yeah. insults crazy. I will say in her confessional when she has that like bone straight wig on, she does not look terrible. No, she looks decent there. Yeah. 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 I also will say I kind of hollered when she was packing and Dr. Damon was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go out. She's like, You can't go out till I get back. He was looking like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm just playing, Daddy. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. I can't imagine because he doesn't. I don't know. Like, he's God, a nice. God bless him, I guess, because they don't really seem like it. Don't seem like they have a bad marriage. It just don't seem like they on they on the same page, like at all. It yeah. feels like they reading in two different libraries. But Dr. Damon reading in the, reading the Book of Peace and Heavenly reading the Book of Crazy Beast. <laughs> right. And Dr. Damon looked like he read with his finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Speaking of, yo, so I said this in the group chat and I felt like it was funny to say it on the show. So we were in the group chat and I was telling Candace and Jeremy, I was like, we need to have a drinking game 
uh whenever one of them say go to hell or fuck you curtis or goddamn curtis and candace was like nigga you trying to give people alcohol <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh the niggatry in the group chat so yeah. speaking of niggatry blackie Oof. Oof. Oh, oh, yeah. Oof. So this was episode four, entitled Three Losers with Dice Tomatoes." So first of all, whoever <laughs> in production pulled that quote from the show as a title of the show, you need to be fired. Yeah, you don't, you don't need that job no more, boo. Because because all the stuff that happened this episode, and you pulled that quote from funky ass Teddy. I, I, and it's double the fact that it's Teddy. Like you right. put of all the people, first of all, so much happened that you could have picked a better, like uh what what you said that K Michelle has Curtis Zinger, you could have pulled a zinger from this yeah. episode because there was a lot. Or just got somebody that was more clever. Right. Like, cause shit on Black Ink Crew Chicago, they be shady as hell. As <laughs> with their titles. That oh. one, what was that one title they had where they were basically calling a dirty Donna? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Three losers with dice tomatoes. That sounds so fucking stupid. So that was number one. Number. I two. mean, it came from a stupid motherfucker. So true. And we'll get to him. Mm. Number two. When I tell you <laughs> that Alex had all that fucking fancy beauty on his confession. <laughs> <laughs> he had so much fucking makeup on. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Yo, he was looking like um what's what's that child name? Um what's that girl that Rihanna liked that Twitter spent like five fucking days talking about her looks? What's the girl name? Slick. Yes. 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 Alex and his professional looking like Slick Wood. <laughs> I was just like, listen, when I saw, I was like, I had to look and I was like, is the bandwidth fucking up on here? Like, why his face look like that? And then I, I was like, oh, that's makeup. Because, you know, in HD, you can see everything. I was like, that's a shitload of makeup. <laughs> listen, somebody went to town on his ass. They was like, oh, we're going to cover all this shit up. Right. He was looking like a brand new bitch. Right. Brand new nigga. No, nah, brand new bitch. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> so we start off mm. Jada and Tetris Mouth. <laughs> Yo, why are you like this, though? Like, why? Yo, you know what? You know, Donald. You know what? Oh, uh, what I thought about it, Curtis. You know, Donna. Uh, who that was? You said that's like somebody. It was something you said where like somebody shaped like if they stepped on a Goomba or Mario. And I thought, you know what? That's what Donna mouth looked like. She her mouth looked like a Goomba. Okay. Too far. Okay. Her, her mouth looks like. I don't even know. You know, her mouth reminds me of. You know on like cartoons and stuff when they always have that hall you know in the matrix the matrix reloaded whatever the, the second one was called i think when, it was reloaded. when they was in that hallway with all them doors 
Yo, or like on Scooby Doo when they're running from the villain and they got yeah. the halls with the door. Yeah, and they, they go into a door and be in a whole different dimension yes. and come out on a different door. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you go through the gap of Ghana, Donna's teeth, you okay. go. Ghana. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. Scientists need way too much. <laughs> the scientists they need to get on it. I feel like there's some wormholes up in there. We can get to the other side of the universe. I feel like everybody is on musty. Black Ink is musty, and I feel like if you come in contact with them, you need a tetanus shot after. <laughs> Just like, yeah, you you definitely might get syphilis. It's so <laughs> much filth. Yeah, yeah. One like if you ran area, and it's like they remind me of the filth from Linus's blanket. Like, it's like they leave a trail. Oh. <laughs> I was like a little what? dust cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they remind me of people who be like musty, and they try to cover it up with expensive fragrances. Even worse when they use cheap cologne. Because right. like, I, I definitely feel like Kitty probably smell like Love Spell or something. Yeah. I feel like Teddy probably smell like Brute or Axe. Probably Axe. Cause he... Definitely <laughs> Dracar, New York. <laughs> 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 you know what? That fits because he's shaped like the bottle. So you know what? That, <laughs> that fits. <laughs> He's he's shaped like I Dream of Teddy, mm. that bottle from I Dream of Genie. Anyway, so uh, Jada meets up with Donna, and she crying and doing everything, and she confesses that part of all the shit that's going on with her is that she's pregnant. And Donna said, "It's Teddy, baby," and she said, "Hell no!" <laughs> right. And I was like, "Thank God, it's not Teddy, baby," because the last thing that I want to see. Is Teddy be a piece of shit about a baby? Right. Because he because he's gonna be a piece of shit about everything else, but yeah. Right. Let's not let's not let's not have him be a piece of shit about a baby. Yeah. Well, I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there because yeah, yeah. I had think I had to double back around. I was like, you well, mm. but continue, continue. We'll get so Caesar, we see actually sides with Ted, like they were out by the pool doing whatever the fuck they was doing out there and caesar was like telling teddy you can fire whoever the fuck you want to if they don't smell right you can fire them like what kind of business protocol right and my first thing was well Caesar, you need to fire everybody including yourself because okay (laughs) you look like you smell like diseases like what is yeah but anyway whatever disease just pick one right the answer is yes yeah um, so, but they can both continue to cook in hell. Correct. And then we see that everybody is trash because Caesar blows a gasket when Kitty tells him that she closed down one thirteenth. And I'm sitting. Remember last week, I asked the hard hitting question. I was like, if literally almost all of y'all are in New Orleans, who the fuck is going to work in that shop? Mm-hmm. And then Caesar made kitty call young bay who was on who literally had just had a baby two weeks prior to go open the shop and i'm like how was she supposed to run the shop by herself 
Well, she even on maternity if, leave. Even if she didn't have the baby with her, because I, I, from what I could tell, it seemed like there was only that one day because she couldn't get a babysitter. She had to take Nico with her. Mm-hmm. But even if she didn't have Nico with her, how was she supposed to run that whole shop by herself? How is she supposed to cater to people if she in the back doing a tattoo, people coming in, there's nobody to greet them and receive them? Like, I'm like, y'all are fucking stupid. Like, if you were going to make Kitty call her and open the shop, you should have told somebody, you need to take your ass back to New York and help run the shop. Mm-hmm. And that's why you a dumbass and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I'm still wondering how you're able to open all these shops. All right, because it ain't you because you're too goddamn stupid. Because... You the got assistance, nigga. The management skills are not there. You got assistance, and they can't be the motherfuckers that's on the show. Right. Because Sky, as a manager, she don't do shit. Teddy, supposed to be a manager, he don't do shit. Tati, supposed to be a manager, she don't do shit. But Chase uh, got the dick. Uh, what's his name? Walt. He don't do shit, but yeah. He don't do shit. Like, nobody actually does anything to, for the betterment of the shop. But why do they need so many managers? Like, why? I don't know. Mm. More people to fight, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not for work. I right. like y'all don't do shit. And none of the managers do. None of the managers tattoo. At least when Melody was the manager, she did tattoos too. Right. So y'all got basically you got four motherfuckers on overhead. Basically. Basically, yep. So I'm like, where's the money coming from? Like. Are y'all really doing tattoos? Y'all have to have other people doing tattoos while y'all off being goofy and being the stars of the show. Like, there's got to be regular, regular people in them shops doing tattoos. Because otherwise, where's the money coming from? Because y'all hardly ever do tattoos. Right. Like, when they opened the shop in, in New Orleans, finally, and that was the most work I've ever seen the crew do. Ever. Even Caesar did a tattoo. Right, and all the years of watching this damn show. I've never seen that many people that are associated with the brand working all at the same time. Ever. Even Kitty was there. She was training. Am I th- I'm still confused. Why is it Kitty is supposed to be the brand ambassador, but she does everything else? At one point, she was doing the books until... They figured out that she a stupid ass bitch <laughs> that don't know how to <laughs> reconcile her fucking books. That shit was so funny because we dragged the shit out of Kitty over that shit. Because I knew it. My nigga since told me, I was like, that money is not missing. This bitch don't know how to do no books. <laughs> and what happened? We find out. She don't know how to do no fucking books. How the fuck you doing books and you don't account for pending transactions? Yo. <laughs> oh, God. But she put she she managing the shop. She planning the parties. I'm like, shit, doing she the receptionist bid for yeah, me. Like, she being the receptionist because Jada not there. I'm like, I mean, if we're gonna be honest, it seemed like Kitty should be the manager because she doing all the work. To be honest, I didn't see Jada doing shit when they open. Anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, young Bay, she has to take, like, like I said before, she has to take Nico to open the shop because she couldn't find a babysitter. And then, of course, niggas was coming in there. Now, she had me hollering when that one dude came and he was like, I want this and I want the eye to be. And she was like, Your hand not that big. He was like, What you trying to say? She was like, Your hand ain't big. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, You want all this detail on your hand? It's not that much space. 
Right. And we know Young Bay is a good tattoo artist. Because even I said the same thing. I'm like, where's all this stuff going to fit? How is anybody supposed to see it? Right. And then that other dude came in there, and I don't even remember what he was talking about. And then that whole part was stupid, because they were like, man, they got babies in here. I don't fuck with no babies. And it was like, who asked you to? What is you talking about? Typical niggas. Typical niggas. I like that bit. <laughs> well, when they was out there talking and she came out there with the baby, she was like, I'll be right back. I was like, what is she doing? I was like, it was it was kind of cr- goofy, but it was like, well, young baby, you're doing the best you can. She, she was doing the best that she can. I mean, shout out to her because I wouldn't agree to shit. I'd have been like, you want Hello? people to run this shop? You shouldn't have let every tattoo artist that works here go down to New Orleans with you. Hello? You, you don't know how to fucking manage. Oh, but we're going to get there. We're going to circle back around to that. Correct. So what happened next? So <laughs> they all by the pool after they call Young Bay and all of that kind of shit. They all get together and they go to work only to find out that the shop has been vandalized and they stole all the alcohol. Mm. And the only thing I could think of, that's what y'all get. So suffer. Listen, I do. <laughs> Listen, Chris, <laughs> that part when that part happened, I turned into you. I was like, you know what? So I literally, I was like, I shrugged my shoulders and I was like, suffer. Okay. I mean, I don't like. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. When, like when you do I boundary, didn't, I didn't feel bad. Like after the way y'all did, Jada. That's and I think that's what it was. No, not only that. After the way y'all did, Jada. After the way Sky did that, uh, bartender. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be funny if it came out that the bartender was the one that sent some niggas to go fuck that shop up and listen, steal the alcohol? Would, listen, that, that would be hilarious. That would be delicious, hilarious irony. And I would be like, you know what? Good. It's like, like you said, when you do clownery. When you do clownery. When you do Caesary. <laughs> when you potential show title. <laughs> um. So then they started cleaning up, and Caesar start uh pouting mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Childish moron that he is. Yeah, he's like, "Well, oh, I'm gonna get them." No, 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 no. I was like, "Okay." Like a little black ass Yorkie just yapping. Yeah, just yapping. Your big ass <laughs> lips just yapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so they clean up the shop or whatever, and they fix it. So they go out that night. Sky is being Sky, trying to cheer him up because he's sitting there pouting on purpose. And I was like, "Who wrote this scene? Because this is stupid." Mm. Um, so then they're like, oh, no, it'll cheer you up doing a shot out of kitties, kitties, titties. And I, my, you know, the first thing I thought, I was like, with the sordid history that Caesar and Kitty have, I was like, why would you put her in that position? Right. And then she agreed to it because she a bozo. But, you know, that, that's not saying much. Yeah. Um, so then Caesar's like, oh, I do feel a little better now that I had a titty shot. I'm like, Ah, y'all are so fucking stupid. <laughs> right. I was rolling my eyes that whole scene. I was like, y'all are dumb as hell. So then uh Bit Block, she walks in mm. and yeah. <laughs> I it, mm. Mm. I feel like we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time last season dragging Donna for lying. Yeah. And then she comes and does she the same shit. does this I, and I was I, mm. you know so, what okay so I'm going to admit to being a little trash here okay because I think we may be going in the same direction yeah we, we probably are I, I do think it's trash 
that Jada specifically, I mean, not Jada, that Donna specifically lied and told Teddy that Jada was pregnant by him. Because Jada specifically told her, hell no, this ain't no goddamn Teddy baby. So I do think it's trash that, that Donna lied and said it was by Teddy. However, suffer, nigga. <laughs> Pretty much. I, the, the petty part of me was like, I mean, I get it. Make them squirm. That's what, and that's what Donna said. So I was like, you know what? The 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 logic the the logical Jeremy and me is like, you know what, Donna, you is just a lying ass. But you know, the petty part of me was like, you know what? Make that bitch nigga squirm. Right, because because <laughs> that's what he deserved. Teddy is more of a bitch than Donna is a liar. So <laughs> you know what? One hundred percent facts. You know, like. If we're gonna call a thing a thing, call a spit a spade. That is a one hundred percent fact. Um and then Teddy, he throws a fit and he walks off. He mad because they didn't know to my baby. I mean, but Donna was wrong for lying about that, but she was right in everything else. Like you fired her for no reason. You had no reason to treat her the way that you did. Mm-hmm. And 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 Curtis, uh, to you to what you said last, we uh, did you notice how uh, old girl switched that tune and Donna called her out on that shit? Cause Ooh. she was like, uh, what what um Tati said she was like, well, technically Jada wasn't supposed to be in there. Donald was like, now hold on, bitch, because you were trying to have a conversation with her and squash the shit, then you changed your tune when Teddy oh, got booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that last week. Yep. And that's why I was a, a fuck Tati fest as well. Mm-hmm. But we had more smoke for Teddy and it was deserved. Correct. But Tati trash too, just like Reese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Non-blacks and black ink crew always be trash. And it's always niggas being the fuck stupid. Oh, yeah. Over. And it's always going to be a nigga that's going to lay across the train tracks for they dumb asses. Mm-hmm. And they both liars, now that I think about it. Well, yep. no, Tati's not a liar. She just trash. Yeah, she just trash. And, then, and and I mean, if, if we if we go on by the scale, I would say Reese is better. I mean, I'm not better. She's worse because she not only is a liar, she also a thief. So and yeah, Tati, Tati not a liar or a thief. She just a bozo. Yeah, she a liar and a thief, and and she well, I don't know. Like I agree, but Tati's not that far behind because well, his actions cost Junior his job, and Tati's actions cost Jada her job. Well, now Jada's not innocent. You know, obviously she was fighting with her, and you know there was more fighting that they was doing that they didn't really show but J- donna was right jada came in there trying to squash the beef right and she was specifically trying to go talk to her and then teddy came over there turning up you ain't supposed to be here like and it's bitch. like if you would just have stopped for two seconds and listened to her and listen to her say i'm just trying to have a conversation with tati so we can squash the beef mm-hmm you know what but, I'm saying? But you puffed out your, ch- your little bitch ass chest trying right. to be Captain Save Ho. Right. Okay. And now look at you. Teddy boy, fuck you. Yep. Um, yeah, so he walked off after Donna was pulling his whole card with her lies and truth. Right. A mixture. You know how bad <laughs> you know how much of a bitch you got to be for somebody to pull your card with both lies and the truth. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> It, that's how it be sometimes so then we see Alex and Donna they go on a date in the swamp and I was like well 
fitting because <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and so they made it official they boyfriend and girlfriend and the only thing i could think about was y'all went from restroom raw dog to bayou bays mm. uh, yep <laughs> but i mean i guess well he, he seemed to really love her and she claims to love him but we've seen what her love looked like <laughs> <laughs> how you get them what they're saying is how you get them is how you lose them so i'm just saying i don't um, i don't know how she really feel about him but she real mm-hmm. hesitant with him and mm. we saw what happened the last time she was in love mm. it ended up on the internet mm. she was getting a, a blunt rolled on her butt so <laughs> which but you because. know what you know what? I don't know if we ever gave Alex his roses for that. Because that takes some skill to deliver strokes while you rolling a blunt. It does. It really does. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And I mean, it, you know what? You know what? It makes sense because, I mean, Alex is a... a he, he does good work. I'm not going to say he's the best tattoo artist in that shop, but he, he does adequate work. He's gotten better because remember when he first started, he was trash. So. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. G- growth, growth. Yeah, growth, <laughs> growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we go back to New York. Young Bay is in there sweeping, and Jada walks in, and she was on a whole tirade. Like, listen, Jada went back to New York like one thirteenth, didn't land on Young Bay. Young Bay landed on one thirteenth. <laughs> you need to quit they don't give a fuck about you bitch what is you even doing in here working hard while them motherfuckers is in new orleans turning the fuck up bitch quit i was like jada wait wait i was listen young baby was looking like disagree i I, I didn't disagree but i was just like the delivery was much yeah jada i mean uh young baby was looking like girl what what, she was so confused because you know she just was i don't know but she was like, you need to quit. And so young baby was like, well, just stay and help me. She was like, no, I don't work in the mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and I said energy. So yeah. I wonder if we're going to see Jada again and more during the season or if it's one of those real things where she's like, you can't fire me contractually, but I can quit. So bye. Yeah, because I mean, in her, um, in her what's the call today, um, in the confessionals in that tagline, which Jada baby that we that wig child that wig. i don't even look at her from the from the hairline up well <laughs> from the from the, from the eyebrows from up my, i'm giving up <laughs> curtis fuck you <laughs> i'm not playing from the i didn't look at her hair not once this whole episode from the eyebrow up i have given up because i am tired <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> god damn you curious but anyway what i was saying in her confessional when they uh listed her tag it did say former receptionist now you know we really don't know you know that might not mean nothing but it'll be interesting to see right. like it's, that it's, was it's, just for that one episode yeah um, so the last thing and then we're gonna get to the shit mm. so we can get out of here so young bay needed help and she went on the internet i'm assuming instagram yeah. And was putting the feelers out like, can somebody come help me? 
And from the preview, it looks like uh, what's his name? Oh shit! Oh shit! And Puma comes, and he brings Puma, and they come to the shop to help Young Bay. And then the word gets back to Caesar. He starts blowing a gasket. So we're gonna see what happens next episode with mm-hmm. that. Because and then because even up- Jada was like, "You put that on the internet?" Like Jada was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the one hand, she was like, they don't give a fuck about you, bitch, quit. Then on the other hand, she's like, you put that on the internet, girl? You wrong for that. I was like, let's pick a side and and and, and let's stay there. Yeah, is it Uchi Wale or one mic, Jada? Right. You're looking like a leaf. You're blowing from side to side. Right. Because they definitely hit you with the... <laughs> they hit you with the... With they the, hit her uh, with the he. Yeah, they hit you with the illmatic, so... Mm. 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 Speaking of being hit... <laughs> 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 so teddy mm. because he don't know how to do shit else he put it on the internet and uh put out for they having a pool party at this house that they're staying in and caesar's like what the fuck and teddy's like yeah in 20 minutes and i was like Ugh. like you fat ass nigga you right so they having a pool party whole bunch of people show up police show up <laughs> and caesar sounded the fuck stupid because he was like that officer was like so you gonna sit up here and try to tell me you don't smell the marijuana and caesar was like i don't know about these down south cops they shoot oh, you in the, Yo, they shoot you in the south in new york i know how to deal with them and i'm like you sound so fucking stupid they shoot everywhere has how many stories have come out of new york what was the man's name that got killed in New York from the chokehold? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, I hate, I hate that mentality. It's like, I live up north, and I'm from the south, and it it grinds my fucking gears. Word to Peter Griffin when people talk about, oh, racism isn't that bad up here. I'm like, nigga, yes, the fuck it is. It's like they pretend to be your friend. When in reality, they're stabbing you in the front. It's like my grandmother always says, like, I'd rather be openly hated in the South than to be, like, fake loved up North. Because they'll be like, oh, my God, my neighbor. I thought it was an intruder. Like, bitch, mind your fucking business. Right. (laughs) I don't know. That whole comment by Caesar, I'm like, you was a dumb nigga anyway. So. Correct. (laughs) It don't matter. <laughs> like I've heard nothing but facts. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like stupid ass bubble lip ass dumb ass nigga. Like, Ugh, I know how to handle the cops up north. I'm like, yo, that's because they arrested your dumb ass like multiple times. Of course <laughs> you developed a relationship. Of course. Like, didn't you go to jail for not paying your child support? You know them <laughs> intimately. <laughs> Nigga, fuck is you talking about? Like nigga, y'all have y'all got a thing going on, nigga. Like what? Yeah. So, um, so then Teddy's like, "Well, we're not gonna end the party. We're just gonna turn it down a little bit." And Caesar was like, "No, get out." <laughs> and so then the new artist that Sky has decided she don't like for no reason. <laughs> His name He's is like, I'm a Virgo and I thrive off of energy and the energy that he it's impersonation, though. Lex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she said that, I was like, How can you thrive off energy? Because if that was the case, you would be dead from your own fucking energy. Like, what the Hello? fuck are you talking about? Hello. Hello, good night. Come again. <laughs> okay, crazy <Okay>. ass. <laughs> um, it's a bo- uh, she ain't a she ain't a Virgo, she a birdo. Yeah, she a bozo. Mm-hmm. 
So he 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 comes in and they're talking and she was really in her feelings when he called her fake. But she was like, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to talk about you behind your back. And he was like, why don't you just say whatever you got to say to my face? And she said, whatever. He's like, you fake, you fake. And at first I didn't know what he was saying because his accent it, it made it a little bit difficult. I had to watch it back. And I was like, oh, yes. he's saying fake. And I was like, he's not wrong. Not. And she was like, oh, yeah, I got fake titties, fake ass, fake this, fake that. I'm a fake ass bitch. What else? And I was like, this self-drag. It's so cringeworthy when people drag themselves in an effort to win an argument. I'm just like, this is not working in your favor, beloved. Right. I mean, now we have given it to Sky. It's, you know, she got good work done, but... But still, a self-drag is a self-drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dress yeah, that one up, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he called her fake, she was in her <laughs> feelings, and she put her hands on him. And I said, I believe I said this last week. We did. I, that Sky has a hands problem. Because there was literally no reason for her to put her hands on that man. No, it wasn't. Now... Come with it. You also said this last week, but we were reiterated again. Yeah. Come with it. He was wrong for putting his hands on her, too. Yes, he was, but... Yep. But when he smacked her the way that McGregor dude got smacked in that... <laughs> I was just like, now nah, he wrong as fuck, but you reap what you sow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when you do handsery... Listen. The hands come back to clap. Shit. In this instance, them hands <laughs> came back <laughs> Damn it, Lick. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> them hands came back to, to shit. Mm. To beat ass. <laughs> and all hell broke loose at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And basically, that, that has they did one hear, of those. Yeah, they started doing that weird little trying to be black, then going yeah. to the thing. That so, but and you hear Caesar yelling, he put he put his he, he punched my sister in the face. Yeah. Which, mm. They chasing after him, so they spill out into the street. Yeah. Probably these here good white folks. And, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and ask the security. Listen, and so Caesar and Herb, they square up. And I have to give Caesar his roses. Cause when I tell you he punched the shit out of Herb. Listen, that was an old school, like when you know, like, you know, back in the back back in the day, like you in school and his two motherfuckers where they say they're gonna fight after the bell ring. And why everybody waiting for the buses and it's a whole circle and them two niggas square up. That was a good old fashioned. That was a good, yeah, you're right. A old fashioned square up. Mm-hmm. And, and her like said, got I, done up. Yeah, I was finna say, like you said, now Caesar's a dumbass nigga, but I we gotta give him his roses because he clocked the shit out of that nigga. <laughs> he truly did. And that nigga tried to retreat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when he did that, Ooh. oh, but when he tried to retreat, <laughs> Teddy turned into the flash. <laughs> I ain't never seen his fat ass move that fast. I'm sure, that's, I'm sure he ain't never moved that fast unless he was trying to get to the table. Or you know what? For dinner. <laughs> Not even for pussy, because he be acting. Anyway. 
Yeah. Um, so they, so they, he, they, Curtis, he went. Listen, her went to retreat and Teddy sweeped him off his feet and started beating. <laughs> Teddy went Super Saiyan. Listen, listen, he turned into Broly. He uh, listen, <laughs> an ass beating for the centuries. Look, tell you, yeah, legendary. I was nigga. like, ooh, Teddy. Like God, <laughs> and you know, so like the security, like I said last week, I thought it was gonna be one of those things where, like in the preview, it's like the security kind of let them fight, but then we get to the episode and it's like, well, actually, it was the editing, like they did kind of break it up. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nope, yeah, the nope. secu- security was they were trying to break it up, but, but not hard enough because they definitely let Teddy get his licks in. Listen, Herb, got multitude his- of them. Herb got his ass beat. <laughs> Listen, they beat that nigga. They beat that nigga like a herb. Oh, I. Mm, mm, God, listen, listen they beat his ass. Hey, they beat his ass into the ground. Like you know how that joke Cat Williams had was like he was like weed, just a herb, it just grow like that. They they they, they beat that nigga into the ground. Listen, all I'ma say is this: in this time, in this lifetime, or the next, I don't ever want to be on camera getting beat the fuck up like. <laughs> This this is the prayer that I put out into the universe. Don't ever let me be on camera being beat the fuck in HD at that. Right, high de- high definition, high definition ass kicking. He got his ass beat. I know he listen. He gonna <laughs> he gonna show up in the next episode with a black eye like uh like Charmaine. Like Charmaine did. <laughs> <laughs> listen, hot listen, high punches. <laughs> How punches and high ass whoopings. God damn. Listen, because listen, that 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 was the definition and a prime example of of talk shit get hit because ooh, they beat his ass. I'm still reeling from that point. Like I know Caesar grew up in the streets, but it's it's still different to see like that's square up. Like the part with Teddy, I'm like, yeah, he beat him up, but I mean, he kind of caught him on the run. Yeah, he stole him. Yeah, he had already gotten punched yeah. and and clocked, and he was probably dizzy and dazed. So, and Teddy got a good sixty pounds on him at least. Right. So least. that wasn't no impressive feat. But when they squared up, and, and you know what made it even worse, it was like her said, like if you, I, I think, because I think before he before him and C squared up, because I think Walt. You know, with his flailing ass, he tried to run out on him. He was like, Walt, we can square up. And C stepped in and did square up with that nigga. And I think what made it what made it better was like her was talking like, hey, if y'all want to fight, I mean, bring it to me. And well, you C- got what you <laughs> asked for. <laughs> Asking you shall receive because oof. In abundance. Oof. Shit, I mean, because I yeah, like you say, we got to get Caesar's roses because he, he. Listen, because. Squared up, lined them up, and knocked them up. Listen, because Caesar turned into that one nigga from Street Fighter, Tiger Punch. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, he done pull, he done punched that poor man head off." <laughs> that he did. That he did. And that was pretty much the end of the episode. Um, the preview. What happened in the preview? Outside um, of Caesar being mad about Puma being in the shop. I think Melody went back to New York. I think I could be wrong, but I think she did. And, and I think she got the because I think it was her. I don't know. I I don't remember Jada being in it, but I think uh, 
it was Melody that saw that Young Bay had, in her desperation, had um, Puma and uh, oh shit in the shop, and she was like, "Oh bitch." Oh yeah, and so then um, it looked like Caesar squaring up again, and he fighting oh shit. Although you could tell that they weren't trying to like really fight. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like him versus her. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That shit, I don't none of that shit was scripted. Like they did not expect Herb to punch Sky back. Right. They may not have even expected Sky to punch him. Right. But they definitely did not expect him to punch her and for all of that shit to happen. Like that was way off script. But that fight with with oh shit, you could tell they weren't trying to hurt each other. Like they doing that shit where they just you know, grabbing around the middle and shit. Like they weren't, they wouldn't, they didn't square up. Yeah. So we'll see um, how foolish that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So we had a jam packed week, I guess. Um, Married to Medicine continues to be a hot mess, mostly because of Heavenly and Toya. Mm-hmm. Um, Braxton Family Values, that was a mess. Because because it just was <laughs> yeah <laughs> good luck everybody um and then black ink crew so next week i believe we will have marriage to medicine again black ink crew and then the premiere of growing up hip-hop atlanta that Correct. Comes on on thursday the 11th so we'll be reporting live on that um and this is the cast where uh that masika joined right yeah, Masika and Lil Mama. So I'm excited for Lil Mama, and I have questions about Masika, but we'll get there. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, you guys got anything else? Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Lexi for joining us, even though she had texted me like towards the end and said her laptop died. You know, good luck technology. Oh. <laughs> You know, we're pretty much done. So, shout yeah. out to you, Lexi. Yes, and, yes, and no roses for your laptop. Yes, your laptop was being a hater. Yeah, a hater hoe, not a greater hoe. Correct. But um, we enjoyed you. We did. And you guys, make sure you go follow Lexi. She is wonderful and she is hilarious. And um, yeah, if you're not trash, um, you know, she is yeah. taking sugar daddy applications emphasis on not being trash because woo child Mm. but yeah so that's it this was a CSPN production go to our website click on the link to keep our podcast free if you want to help us out if you want to help us out additionally with a little ching chang from your personal pockets you can become a patron there's a link on the website for that as well I believe it's patreon.com slash CSPN media correct we are I think that's pretty much it. Um, last week, Chronic College celebrated their four-year anniversary. They had Candace and I. So if you've been missing Candace, if you've been not listening to the show because Candace hasn't been on there and you want to hear her voice, she was on Chronic College last week being yep. Candace. So check that out. Um, hopefully, she'll be back in a few weeks. There's some things coming up, and then the vow renewal is coming up. So we might we'll probably skip a week around then because it's gonna be a lot going on and traveling and all that kind of stuff but we'll get there that we got that's a couple of weeks off and that's pretty much it i don't have anything else um 
leave us some ratings and some reviews, y'all, so we can feel good and loved and appreciated. Correct. Um, I don't have anything else to add. Um, yeah, just uh, be a greater whole and not hate a whole. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Shout out to everyone that fucks with us and fucks yeah. with the CSPN. So, yep. thank you for um, all the listens and all the love and the engagement. And this week's benediction. Mm. Protect your head. <laughs> I don't know. Protect your head. That's all I got. Watch your neck. Watch. Woo. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.